0: COP28 will be marked by the global stocktake. It will be a moment to assess whether everyone is doing what it takes to meet the Paris Agreement targets. And this will be a very defining moment.
1: That's Lydia Pereira, who is attending the COP28 UN climate talks in Dubai. She's the EPP Group's lead negotiator for the European Parliament's resolution on COP, an annual taking of stock where the world is in combating climate change. Welcome to this EPP Group podcast on that defining moment when the world is expected to make new commitments towards slashing greenhouse gas emissions to meet the Paris climate agreement.
0: Europeans all alone cannot do it. So we need to bring uh, other big players to the table, in particular the US, India, and China.
1: Could it be Mission Impossible in a world struggling with extreme weather linked to climate change? The EU is cutting emissions while others are still increasing. The UN's climate convention says to limit global warming to 1.5 Celsius, emissions must peak before 2025 and decline 43 percent by 2030. At the heart of the matter is that we do need results. That's the EU's new climate commissioner, Wapka Hoekstra, a member of the EPP family, whose mission at COP28 is climate diplomacy and concrete action. The EPP group expects new commitments on action and funding, or the conference could risk reinforcing public perceptions of greenwashing. We need results in terms of
2: climate action. We're doing a lot in Europe, but this is really something where we need to unite the whole world uh, to do more because the window of opportunity, unfortunately, is closing. And how does he do that? By reaching out and, and, and talking to others. And Because the bad news is, what we see in Europe in terms of droughts, in terms of floodings, in, in, in terms of all sorts of adverse effects, at a scale we have not seen before, is not just a European problem. Uh, When I was in Latin America, I got the exact same type of examples. Uh, Similarly in Africa, uh, similarly in China, where I was last week. So everyone is facing it, and this is truly something where the world needs to
1: unite, come together, and tackle the problem. And how does Europe stick with its Fit for 55 package? The EU wants to cut emissions 55% by 2030 without creating an unlevel playing field for EU businesses. We
2: need to deliver on our climate ambition, but we do have to take our businesses and our citizens along. And that is the only way forward, and the, the, the least thing our businesses can expect from the European Union is that what's fair is really fair, and that we do not get stuff that is dumped upon us or that, that our companies are facing unfair competition. And that, is, that continues to be, I think, a very important assignment
1: for the Commission at large, but also for me in particular. So what about the other countries around the world? Peter Liese is the EPP Group's spokesman on the Environment Committee, and he's going to COP28, too, as chair of the European Parliament delegation.
3: We are the representation of the citizens, and the citizens want an agreement at the COP. And for us, it is important to have, also when it comes to finance, the high ambition coalition. The European Union is financing much more than we should per capita. The problem are others, and I think we need to unite with the least developed countries, with the small island states, to put the pressure on those that didn't live up to their responsibility.
1: Lisa says that means putting more pressure on China, which is part of the group of 77 developing countries.
3: You know, it's very important to split the G77 and China, which include the very poor countries, but also rich countries like Saudi Arabia and rather industrialized countries like China. And the focus should really be on the needs of those that suffer the most from climate change.
1: The EU's climate diplomacy includes helping countries hit by extreme weather and struggling to make the green transition at the same time. Pereira wants to see more of that.
0: There's communities being affected on a daily basis because of climate change. Sure. And that affects, for example, food security. So how are we going to support those communities in looking for other sources of either food or energy? We want to end the fossil fuel subsidies yeah. in exchange for investing more on renewable energy, in particular clean technologies.
1: And set an example in Europe with legislation to fight climate change. The
0: truth is that these legislation serves as tools for climate diplomacy, and uh, these shows to other countries in the world that it is possible to decarbonize and to offer a different model so shifting from linear uh, economy to a circular economy we can open the door for so many opportunities that also relate to the creation of new jobs
1: as head of yep youth of the european people's party pereira notes that the legislation was driven in part by europe's young people
0: The commitment to address environment was first and foremost put in the political agenda by the younger generations. We can discuss, we can argue whether certain protests or ways of manifest are consequent, you know, if they uh, deliver something. What impact they
1: have, yeah, right.
0: I can argue that some don't, but obviously uh, the truth is environment became high priority in the political agenda and the European Union has responded in a very high-level action.
1: Lisa sees that action as setting an example for the rest of the world, with the EU's Fit for 55 measures.
3: We have a debate on the 2030 targets, and here the Parliament did a lot to be even beyond 55%. So what we have finally agreed brings us to 57%. Definitely we are One of the parts of the world that doesn't only have ambitious target, but also a plan how to achieve it. And that should be our message, uh, to say it's possible, we have done the legislation already, please follow.
1: Putting words and laws to action, Europe can lead with clean tech.
3: It's very important
0: to put on the table is the shift to uh, renewable energy. That's one of the claims that we make in the parliament resolution. We want to end the fossil fuel subsidies in uh, exchange for investing more on uh, renewable energy, in particular clean technologies. European Union is a front runner on clean technologies, and we should enable all the startups and this ecosystem that is emerging, um, making sure that we scale up sufficiently and that we can cover the needs for renewable energy, resorting to clean technologies.
1: While supporting other countries making that transition.
0: Knowledge, technology, Tech and, and we have these responsibility coming mm. from the most developed countries to make sure that we enable as well the developing countries with the knowledge techniques.
2: I feel that a continent like ourselves, uh, with the affluence and in the experience we have, we can do more in in, in terms of, of of outreach. By the way, that is also very much necessary if we want to tackle the problem, because Europe is only responsible for seven percent of global emissions and ninety three takes place outside of the European Union. So if we do want to stop the boiling of the planet, we not only need to look at
1: ourselves, we also need to make sure we do this across the planet. At the same time, Huxtra notes that the EU protects European companies from unfair competition with a tariff on imports from countries that are not doing enough to cut emissions. It's called the Carbon Border Adjustment Mechanism, or CBAM. That is indeed a very important
2: measure, a measure, not only uh, to make sure we uh, we keep uh, a level playing field intact in the European Union, but also to incentivize others to to do more. But of course, you know we also need to be very sensitive and and, and quick on our feet when we see, for example, that 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 stuff is being dumped upon our markets. Uh, that is with other commissioners, but it is extremely important that we do make sure that our companies have a fair chance to succeed in the line of business they operate. On raising new money to combat climate change, Hoekstra sees a number of ways. The good news is we were freeing up a lot of money already within the European Union. But if you look at, you know, an area of life that is significantly undertaxed, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a person who is in fan of who is a fan of higher taxation. But a part of our lives that is undertaxed is aviation. Everything in your and my life is taxed. We're not taxing when we're fueling up a jet. I do think there is an opportunity there, so I would love to rally. Uh, to rally around or, or, or get a coalition of the willing that moves into uh, this type of curse and taxation. Can a world facing extreme weather unite at COP28? Hoekstra thinks so. As a world, we are roughly on the on, on the right direction. But the reality, the uncomfortable reality, is that we need to speed up significantly to achieve our goals and make sure we, we, we mitigate. And that is what the global, where the global stock take uh, comes in. Not only taking a photo of where we stand, but then of course linking that to, to more ambitious uh, goals
1: per country and for the European Union at large going forward. So what's the feeling going to Dubai, after the COP in Scotland, where adapting to climate change was a key theme, and the one in Egypt, where countries agreed on financing loss and damage from extreme weather?
0: It's a determination, and I think uh, if we look at the capacity that the EU has been showing to the world, the EU is doing a lot. Let's be reasonable also in the conversations with the the other political groups that often want to go one step further, Mm. we are doing a lot and we are doing it uh, in a credible way. And so we should put our efforts on the things that we are achieving uh, in the EU and trying to convince the others in doing the same.
2: I'm impatient by nature and and I'm also impatient given the tremendous task that is ahead of us. So in terms of mitigation, in terms of adaptation, in terms of freeing up money and making sure that also the young viewers who might be watching this are sufficiently secure that, that our generation is doing the right thing,
1: we do need more ambition. Thanks for listening to this EPP Group podcast On the Road to COP28 with the aim for Europe to show leadership and support in getting the entire world on board in the fight against climate change. Find out more online at eppgroup.eu and for the social networks, it's at eppgroup. Until next time, I'm Chris Burns. Goodbye for now.